Yeah. 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 Glad not to be on you again. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I don't well, know. It's that, that time be... of year again. Yeah. Well, it's dead desert cold. Bus. Yeah, it's dead cold and we've got desert bus and November and whatever. And rain. It's just rain and rain. And then, yeah, entertaining stuff while we record a podcast. And then Halloween. Yeah. Just, just to uh, add that spice. Yeah, just, just that howling wind. Uh, howling wind howling is, uh, you know, it's almost like a name of a uh, a diamond dog soldier. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Vexed cuckoo. Actually, now I now feel that, that that's something that we could try later on. Yeah, you know what? We'll see how that goes. But let's uh let's get straight into it. This is the Immaterial Gamers podcast, episode sixty-seven. We're, 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 we're probably two away. From- yeah, I'd say we're two two away now from the best one, but uh, you know, we'll we'll get there. Uh, we are this week. What's the best way of saying? What, what, what are we this week? Well, I don't Steph know. and Duncan are um. Staying, well, Steph's staying at Duncan's in Canada. Yeah, so that's. So uh, I mean, been that's kind of quiet. The, yeah, I mean that's where they are. I guess it's more of a case of who we are. Ah, yeah. okay. So, uh, you know, um, let's say that we are, you know what, since we've got the Desert Bus on the brain, we are versions of Desert Bus. I'm Ryan, and I'm version probably 0.1, the original Sega CD version that was unreleased. And uh, with me is version 2, or 1.002, it's D. And uh, yeah. You know, that's that's probably the most laid back... I'm trying to get to version 2. Mm. Version 2 forever needs improvement. You know. Yeah. It's just just how it works. But, uh, yeah, I'm sort of, sort of very chilled and relaxed, considering it's a very, very cold, piss-poor day in in sunny Manchester. I say sunny, there's no sun. It's gone down. Daylight savings time means we get about four hours of sun a day. That'll be fair, five. If you're lucky. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's more more five hours of cloud a day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah or, just... or, or when you're in the... Like, you go to... Say you're on like an 8.5 or whatever. You go you get sunrise on the way to work, sun down on the way back. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just how it works. I mean, at least I can see the sunrise as I get on the tram in the morning. By the time I get out of the office now... Hmm. It is, it is, it's just dark. It's, it's gone, it's dark. And, you know, getting to the point that we'll be finishing on a Friday 30 minutes earlier, which means we'll get out and see, well, well, still dark, to be honest, actually. There's no, there's no sugarcoating round. No, possibly dusk, but 9 out of 10 dark. Yeah, but, uh... If you're lucky. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, gaming-wise, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a big week this week, you know. Well, it's all been the weekend since, since you know, the game that's been waiting around four years as a result of a video game company deciding they don't want to be a video game company anymore. You know, come out, okay. and, and, and one of us might be talking about that later. But, um, yeah, so that, that had happened. 
other other small things is uh, China's worked on video game addiction and reducing time people can play. Yay! Um, by the time this comes out, the League of Legends World Championships will have finished, and I am so happy that G2 Esports has won the title. Right, they take it for, like you have a bunch of points. Uh, for the sake of... Um, no, because my pickums has gone. It was it was either a European team gets to the final or I get the points for the icon. Oh. So Europe in the finals. Um but yeah, no, just just for balance, damn it, that's another year that G two esports didn't win and Europe went out, but at least they got to a final. Because <laughs> this this comes out on a Tuesday. We're recording on a Saturday, the final is on a Sunday. Okay. So, so. uh yeah, uh, I'm also there for the sake of balance. I'm going to go. Fucking hell, yes! That true damage performance was absolutely brilliant, and I want those skins. Give me that Louis Vuitton tie-in. Um, for sake of balance. Well, that was disappointing. I mean, don't like any of the skins. The performance wasn't wasn't there. And I mean, I mean, really, Louis Vuitton? How much money do you think we got? Do you think I covered that well? More or less. Yeah. Did a victory thing. Defeat yeah. thing. Victory, defeat, hype, disappointment. What if there's a magical draw? Um, There would be no way that it would be a magical draw. It's a best of five. Okay. And I don't think I've ever seen a situation where both nexuses could be destroyed at the same time. However, game three, my god, that was great. <laughs> I really hope game three is good now. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. So, I guess with with that, and the, you know, uh, how things are going. So, we will at least move on to what's been played. What's been played? So, there might be a little bit of a spoiler warning here, but this episode of the Immaterial Gamers podcast is probably going to be the Hideo Kojima What's Been Played special. Because, mm. oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, considering uh, you know, what 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 D was playing just before recording the podcast is probably something they would want to talk about. Snake, it's a snake. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> particularly uh, the you're playing. Pain. Yes, you are. So for those who have um have lived like Naked Snake, that's a Metal Gear Solid three reference, and uh, lived in the bushes for too long. What is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain? Well, currently I've only just got like started into it, but it's basically Snake's been KO'd for like nine years. Uh, Cypher's like gone to shit or whatever, and taken over the fucking world. And we're trying to rebuild the Diamond Dogs. Okay, and uh, how 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 goes the rebuilding of the Diamond Dogs? And more importantly, how do you do it? Uh, basically, I've been currently going through Afghanistan, murdering soldiers or capturing them, and yeah, the whole air balloon thing. That's pretty fun. Uh, the best, the best, the best part of that game Just ever. A... So yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five, the the last in the series of stealth action games, or sorry, mm-hmm. tactical stealth action games, actually done by Hideo Kojima. Um, mm. so yeah, but, uh, I mean this it's... is. Uh, I, one of the things I wish it had was a way to turn down in-game volume because when it's when it's on and you've got Discord open, 
all you can hear is Metal Gear Solid. Mm. You can't turn it down. You can't customise the audio. It's just burst your eardrums or burst your eardrums. You just have to get to the point of maybe volume mixer and turning that down. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's just been... Yeah. It's... It's been on the game list for ages, and I'm sat there going, oh, "I'll play it at some point. I'll play it at some point. I'll play it at some point." Mm. And it's it's because it, I enjoyed it when I played it at yours when you got it like when it came out in 2016. Yeah, oh, um, 2016. Three yeah, years ago. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I, I, it, it, I can't tell if it's a game or a film at times. Okay, because you just. You, you do a little bit of gameplay or whatever, you, you explore them up and then you've got like 20 minutes of cutscenes. One after another, it's just like, yeah, all this happened while you were away. It's like, um, and when you were deploying, it's like, oh, oh look, here's a short film. It's like, okay. Mm. Uh, just just so you're sort of unaware of this as well, so that you're aware of this. Um, you can and actually this turn is this... it into a film. Well, yeah, this the, the fact that you can turn a Metal Gear Solid game into a movie mode. Well, particularly Guns of the Patriots was one that you could do for that. Mm. Um, but this is just the other thing that's coming up. Hideo Kojima is a film, or was a film student, mm. practiced film studies, and then, <laughs> and then decided to go into video games. With oh, the, okay. So the MSX and so Metal Gear game from there um so at the end of the day this is a this is a sort of an actual film director doing there's also a video game creator um so compare that to like david cage which is like you know a game director a game director who wants to be a film director and you see how that works out inconsistent is the best even though i kind of liked beyond no not beyond beyond was awful um Detroit. Detroit was alright. Um, you gotta love that city. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, let's put your hands up. Uh, no. Um, yeah. So, that's you know, that's that's something to consider. The reason there is all these big, wacky, long-ass cutscenes full of existentialism and, and, and dreams and hopes and fears is because there's, there's a film inside that game. Yeah, it's just basically, um, yeah, it's just, it's, Metal Gear's a bit like one of those games you don't pick up for like 20 minutes and you can get bunched on, it's just like, you have to block it out. Mm. You don't just block 20 minutes, half an hour out, do like a quick level, it's just like, no, this is going to take me a few hours, you, you get settled. Yeah, it is, it's meant to be sort of played in sort of bigger chunks, that's not necessarily it's a single sitting game, because, are you mad? <laughs> yeah, you'd be mental if you tried to go all the way through. I don't understand these shadow things so far. Shadow like, things? There's like a ghost army that chases you around, and you can't really kill them. You just have to run. Oh, the shadow core, I think they are, something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> um, you know these with these like Metal Gear games, there's always some sort of initially oh, and I've got my box. crazy stuff. I unlock my box. Oh, well, yeah, it's not a Metal Gear Solid <laughs> game if there isn't a box. Yeah, the first thing you unlock, you goes, apparently this box is really useful. I don't understand how, but whatever. Here's a box. Okay, mm-hmm. game. Yeah, just sat there. At one point, I was just sat there in the box in the middle of a highway, just going, 
Nothing to see here. It's just a box. Uh, followed by classic. the uh, followed by my old text thing of as an enemy spotted me. You gotta think actually that game's Metal Gear Solid Five is what set in, it's in Cold War still, isn't it? It's like late eighties at this point. Yeah, it's why the mu- it's like the cassette tapes are all like Duran Duran and stuff like that. Yeah, so you picking up the cassette tape of Aha's Take on Me just yeah, before was... it got to the chorus. <coughs> it was just like. Take on click. No! <laughs> well, to be honest, I heard the cassette tape. That's why I raided that bass. I heard mm. it on the outside, just playing on the loop. I'm sort of going, I hear music. It's coming from <laughs> in this bass. Uh, Time to uh, annihilate bass. That was actually still the one. Yeah, because I actually popped on and joined your Discord stream just to to look at it a little and see where you were on it. And all of us who said, Don't get away. I don't know what. what. I'm to say, um, no, you were in the you were in the crawl space at the time. I was like, "What the hell? Are you uh, like listening to your own playlist?" At that point, I completely forgot that cassette tapes of eighty songs were collectible, skittable. Yeah, they're just collectibles. I just heard it from the outside of the base. So, uh, what happened at one point is I found a crawl space to get the alert off me. I'm just mm. sat there, and it was just playing take on me. I'm like. That's fine. I just let this alert go down and then go and grab it. Oh. Let them all reset and then go murder them all. <laughs> As you saw, you just keyed it. You just came on and went. You just brutally murdered six of them in a row. It's just like, yeah, because yeah, like you say, because of the ear ear bum uh, ear bum ear drum bursting sound <laughs> effects, you weren't able to hear me because I was like, oh, I was like, there's all this potential before Kadima basically got dropped from Konami, mm. and um. But yeah, there's it's like I saw you do the kills and I was like, Are you well, hold on, this is a bit brutal, isn't it? And I, I, I tried at most points to not use lethal weaponry, but <coughs> oh, but, it, but, it, but it's tough. I am very brutal. I can be very brutal. I, yeah. I took the guard post out before that. I tagged all three of them and sent them all on a little ride. Fulltronics uh, extraction is still the best feature of that game. Best feature of go, any game. Yeah, you just I just went, I need that dude. Okay, that dude needs to be alive. But there's three of them. So, pop, pop, pop. All asleep. Pop, pop, pop. All to base, please. Uh, actually, I like the sleep gun in that game as well. It's not an instant thing. If so you shoot you, in the face, it does. Oh, yeah. If you shoot, yeah. But You've got to shoot other, them square in the face. Yeah, but like, otherwise, they're like... What the hell was that? Uh, I'll just go about my business. So, Mikhail, how was... <laughs> oh, yeah, then then they... Yeah, then they wake up just as the Fultron extraction happens. <laughs> just there and scream. Which has to be the most terrifying situation. So you went and had a nice sleep, and then next thing you know, you're 20,000 feet up in the air. <clears throat> yeah, and then you just hear a mark. At least a sonic boom, so it's got to be a like Mark 7 aircraft coming towards you. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. But, uh, you enjoying it so far then? Uh, yeah, I hit my wall with Resident Evil on Madhouse difficulty. So, yeah. So, you needed it, a little bit of a change. Well, um, yeah, I'm currently trying to kill two fat gits that can two hit me. And there's two of them. <sighs> 
and I can't progress until I murder them. Ah, uh, well. So it's that kind of like, this game's hit a wall. Let's play something a little bit different. Yeah. Because you you, know, you still got to do your rest of your Resident Evil. I I do, but that's uh, that's my like I say that's, that's my um, project. personal playthrough now. So yeah. I'll say oh, personal. I, I think it might actually. I, I keep flipping to and from. I might actually keep it until Friday, the December the thirteenth. Okay. What Friday? No. No, just Friday the thirteenth. Okay. It's uh, unlucky, it? spooky. We'll we'll pretend uh, there's some snow in there and just say it's a Christmas special. Uh, you can make snow out of blood. It's fine. <laughs> Today on a very special episode of Resident Evil 7. Blood, blood. Just the sanguine... Just the sanguine blood pet. It's fine. We wish you a sanguine Christmas. Nice. Oh, uh, we wish you a bloody Christmas. Probably could have been better. But Yeah. So, uh, but I did the normal playthrough in 10 hours. You, you, well done. <laughs> but, my God. So, yeah, I was like, well, I did play her in 10 hours. I unlocked a couple of new guns. Uh, let's try Madhouse. Mad, there's a whole, I do like, uh, but that's, uh, Pope. that's a completely different thing, I think. The difference between normal and Madhouse. Mm. Well, um, like you were saying with the, you were uh, like saying yesterday with the, um, the changing of enemy spawns and stuff like that, along with the added difficulty of limited saves. And the items are all changed and everything. Yeah. So if it's you still got certain checkpoints like you fight Ma, you fight Pa, da 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 da. da. That doesn't change, but getting t- actually no, the fight with Pa was completely different. You know, you pick up the car key from the table mm-hmm. in Mayhem or Madhouse. You have to find a lockpick, lockpick the thing open to get the key. Oh God! So you stored it in a box. Yep. You have to find the lockpick while past chasing you around. Um, grab the lockpick. Unlock the thing. And uh, the second time... Well, one of the times I killed uh, Pa. Pa stole the freaking vehicle off me. Uh, so I had to... He's like, nope. Dragged me out the window. I'm like, damn you, Pa. And then he started driving me over. So I was sat there doing donuts. He was doing donuts around me. And I found out... Car can turn at a certain degree. So if I keep within a certain degree, car can't park can't run me over, but I can shoot him in the face. And finally, he drops, and then you can kill him, like normal. Mm. But yeah, you can get run over by par. Oh well, that's that's horrifying. <laughs> well, that'll be something I'll never look forward to because I don't think my heart could take doing madhouse. So uh, yeah, all right, cool. So we shall what have continue. You been yeah, we shall continue the Hideo Kojima. Loving episode, because I did say that this was going to happen last week on the podcast. Did you? That okay. I was going to be playing Death Stranding at some point. I told Duncan and Andrea. Okay. And uh, yeah, said I was going to do it, and I've kept my promise. Yeah. My Amazon courier. Yes, the irony's not lost on me. By the way, you'll you'll understand in a minute. When my Amazon courier delivered my copy of Death Stranding, I got home straight from work and I played it. And it's an experience, I'll tell you that. So, here's okay. here's what most people knew about the game. It is a... I don't know what, what sort of genre you could call this game. It's part walking simulator. 
part right. part co-op game. I'll get back to that in a second. Part okay. social, like social influence game. Part stealth game. Part movie. It's so it's, it's a, a Kojima game, of course it is. So it's a bit of a pocket rocket. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the back of the box. I've got the box for it here. Uh, hmm. No, that's not it. That was for Ace Combat. Skies Unknown. Oh, here we go. Tomorrow is in your hands. Um, forming connections within the world and beyond, the social strand system ushers in the new strand game genre. Uh, now, okay. I wouldn't necessarily call a strand game that sort of game, but this is its a sort of social-influenced stealth survival game in a, in a, in a sort of sense. Um, and you play as Daryl, maybe? From The Walking Dead, I okay. Norman Reedus. Um, Norman Reedus is uh, the the one that people are going to say. Norman Reedus and Cletus the Fetus. Yeah. So yeah, the world has gone to shit. That is. Um, an event known as the Death Stranding has happened, changing life and death, and how that's dealt with cataclysmically across the world, particularly in. The good old United States of America. Everyone, please look at the flag. Fuck you. There we go. Right, um... And you are... Fuck you. You are Sam Porter Bridges. Now, there's... there's, We'll get to sort of names now. Things are explained through there. But Sam um, is a, a courier. He's the porter. A transporter of materials across underground cities. Because... The world has been permanently affected. Um, if someone dies, they must. It's like they must be cremated immediately. If they uh, don't, if they, they don't, back. they no. Worse. Worse. They're yeah. They're so they suffer like they, they end up in necrosis. So they'll be then picked up by this this sort of phenomena. There's a lot of thing called chiral matter. Um, okay. it, it explains a lot of stuff it does a lot of stuff but concentrations of chiral matter cause explosions so if you don't if you don't cremate a dead person within 48 hours I think they explain in it they can then cause the phenomena where they will just explode and leave whatever was there as a giant crater so oh. so, so, so sort of Sam is in the middle of one of these events and is there as as this situation happens and explodes. Um, he had a couple of characters and there was this... You saw the picture of the bottle baby. Well, I'm sorry, bridge baby. Like a baby in a jar. That's a whole load of chaos in there. Or that's a whole load of description. It's, it's tough to explain. There's a lot going on. But most of it's walking. That's not... For me, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, um, yeah... Yeah, so so he works for Bridges and trying to uh, sort out his late mother's last gift or last wish. She was the president, the first and last female president. Don't think that got escaped. I'm happy with it. Um, but to to try and rescue his sister, who's on the west coast of the United States, and to do that is to reconnect all the cities oh, okay. together so that they can perform this massive network and bring up all this data of the old world, and then hopefully rebuild America. Um, so of you, course. 
So you generally do that by being a porter, transporting stuff from one city to the other or stuff that's just lost on the ground mm. and taking it to various little cities or substations. Depots or whatever. Yeah. So, and and you, the way you do that is you just plop it on your back. It doesn't doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it was a a suitcase of metals or a oil drum of provisions. On Norman Reedus's back it goes. And this Does is it where have the a weight thing. Yeah, there is a weight limit and there's a weight sort of function in the game. So you can stick stuff on your body around the side to just sort of maximize how much he can carry. But the more you carry the more unstable the cargo is on your back or around your body. So the more chance that you'll just lose balance, okay. trip up, and and, and stuff like that. So that's where the co-op mechanic comes into, because because this is out on the PlayStation at the moment, it will be coming out to PC next year. You've got the triggers, which maintain the balance left or right when the prompts come up, but you can then hold both triggers, and uh, Sam will just like grab his rucksack that's got all this stuff on him. And sort of keep balance that way. And then you have okay. to cross like proper hazardous terrain. Like I said, this phenomena is sort of basically cities don't exist. It's just mountains and and rock formations and rivers. So you have to safely traverse all this and each you know stuff's got its own sort of issues. Um but he also has to dodge sort of two major things. One is called Timefall, and Timefall is established in the game as rain that rapidly ages anything it touches. Ooh, that's me. So, like... That's so why that, you're underground. Yeah, so that's why all the cities are underground in the in the story. Does that affect biomass, or is it just... It affects anything it touches. To to a point, there's... I'm telling you about the chiral matter. It uh, seems that this, this, this chiral stuff you can wear... Chirillium infused gear that basically resists against oh, this okay. time corrosion and stuff like that. Um, it's brought up in the story that it's possible that basically whatever this event has done has actually caused how time works as opposed to the rain just causing time to go forward. It could be that people are actually moving slowly and the time's just. There's a lot going on. It's very, very sci fi heavy. But um, yeah, it's so very... that. It's, yeah, it sounds like it's very, like... You'd have to kind of play it to understand a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the sort of a thing that I feel with Kojima games anyway, that that's the sort of, sort of idea. Yeah, you can't... With a lot of Kojima games, you just can't... You can't explain it, you just got to mm. watch the film or... Watch this, and then... Right, okay. Because if you try and describe it, it's just next to impossible. Yeah, and you can't just jump in the middle either. You yeah. have to be there from the beginning to the end. It's not a Tarantino film. No. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, now this, so this time fall, in, in game, what it does is that any cargo that you have on you will start to degrade. Because, you know, the, that's how it happens. In a cutscene, what time fall did is um, one of the companions he was with when the prologue happened got caught underneath a truck and then mm-hmm. it started raining. And the guy that was with him was trying to shield him, but while he was trying to lift the car, he exposed the guy's face to the to the rain. rain, 
and he started going from this like brown-haired young up and coming to this grey-haired shriveled old man in seconds. That's terrifying. It's you know it's think think like Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Indiana Jones and the the Holy uh, the Last Crusade. Um, yeah, the, where the you know, when he chose poorly, and you know, yeah, that sort of happened. I mean, he didn't die due to aging of that. There was another sort of situation that happened, which are called BTs, beached things. Um, sort of people who hadn't managed to depart from the body and the soul. Sometimes they explode. Sometimes they just end up prowling the world. They're like ghosts. You can't see them, but certain people can sense them. Sixth Sense style. Um, There's a lot of influences in this game. All sort of movie things. So Sixth Sense in terms of the BTs. The the game is basically the Kevin Costner film The Postman um, with sort of sci-fi elements in there. Probably a bit of Blade Runner, a bit of uh, Existence. So there's it's, just a, there's a lot of... it's just a monster mash of things. Yeah, and it's 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 Kojima's big. This is a project that he's quite clearly wanted to do with no rules for a while. For a while, but was never able to do it at Konami and Sony. That's why the credit just bent and said, "Go mad, go and, for it." And mostly, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a divisive game at the moment. There are some big critics who are like, "This is at minimum they say it's a disappointment." To, to, the, to the extreme is it's really really awful personally mm. me it's serviceable and it's going to take some more time for it to get into my head of it being a really good game but I sort of like it maybe sort of this you know having these survival mechanics and, and stuff that don't fully affect the game I mean it's got boot degradation okay. so, so you have to keep crafting boots to you know to not lose health because you're walking barefooted across miles and miles of land. Mm. But they're not degrading that fast. You can the materials that you use to build the boots are plentiful. Fair do. But it's just yeah, more of an inconvenience than anything. Yeah. Yeah. But then again that's that's the same as anything else. I mean, I guess with sort of survival mechanics is the worse the survival mechanic is, so like the more needy something is, the worse it is. Mm. For this is it's like when you play Seven Days to Die, um, you've got seven days to basically show up because of the Blood Moon, mm. and go on the Blood Moon and you're screwed. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, the, the whole idea is that's just a sort of a game. Well, I mean, that's less a sort of survival game, more of a, an arcade version of a survival game, really, because the, the end situation is going to be the same. You're going to die. Yeah, it's just how long it takes for you to live. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I guess something more of like We Happy Few or Minecraft and stuff like that, like the Hunger Meter, and then mm. you know, in, in sort of more needy games, it's hunger, first, endurance, tiredness, and all that. For Death Stranding, it is, it's boot degradation, and stamina, and sort of stamina is more of a case of the more you exert yourself, the less maximum stamina you have. But there's so many. Like way stations, or the, the, by the end of it, there's so many ways of restoring your mana, mana stamina. Mm. Um, preferably by drinking monster energy drink. I don't know what happened, but in this post-apocalyptic world, the only thing that survived are the fucking cockroaches and monster. <laughs> well, but apparently, I don't know. It might be a joke on the whole idea because 
you get a canteen that you can use to drink to restore your stamina as you go through, and it's monster energy drink. But it's basically contaminated water that has been filtered, because all the time fall water has got this chirillium in it. But when you filter it out, it makes monster energy drinks. So that maybe actually leads into a statement of what the hell is actually in monster. <laughs> so, you know, maybe maybe that's the, sort of the joke. But, I mean, that's the sort of the only major sort of company endorsement in the game is, is monster oh. energy drink. I mean, they do have, they have albums and songs from um, some sort of band called Low Roar. Um, one of the other bands that I know that are in it is Churches. Um, there's another there's another band, but it's like full music, and some of it is actually original. Like Churches actually did an original piece for Death Stranding, which I think is just called Death Stranding. Yeah. It's original, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so you know, there's all that, and then the only thing left to talk about really is um, BB, the Bridge Baby. Particularly oh. in this case, is called BB Twenty Eight. Well, they couldn't have had eight, because that would just get confusing. Yeah, Disney would probably turn around and go, excuse me? But, um, yeah. Well, so well, what it... says what? Yeah, and this, this is the <laughs> awkward bit. And if anyone doesn't like this, turn, you know, turn off now. Or at least mute it, and then we'll... Mm, yeah, well, then we'll come back. You had a fetus baby thing in a bottle. Yeah, so it's basically, it is a, it is a fetus in a bottle. It's not a baby in a bottle. It's not a fully grown infant. And this is where it's awkward. So, apparently, government in the Death Stranding universe were researching on mothers who died in pregnancy. Okay. Or sort of like you know, like comatose or sort of brain dead or stuff like that. Particularly within the first 28 weeks. Okay. They then harvest the fetus... And because of this Death Stranding event of determining what life and death is, apparently a bridge baby is literally what it is. They are the bridge between life and death. Hmm. But the only way that that works for them is that they apparently have to basically be on the idea that they are still in the mother's womb. Is yeah, yeah hence, hence need the embryo fluid and all that stuff. Yes, it's like in some sort of simulation fluid that's, that, that keeps them like that but um my god it's it's odd but it's cute there's a oh what was it there's a weird thing i have a dead game before where you, there's something similar mm. it's like it's like thing in a bag it's like it's like oh. the, the clone thing that they did Ugh. sheep um yeah it's but, uh, basically there was a great episode of Grey's that it's played with that idea they put a baby in a bag to mm. to keep it alive. Oh, wonderful! But um, yeah, this 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 baby's got a psychic link, so this is the thing that lets you know where these beached things are, but doesn't let you. But like that makes it hard for you to see them because they're invisible by nature. But yeah, just this this whole idea and the fact that it's also got a psychic link somewhere with flashbacks where you see Mads Mikkelsen. From Hannibal and uh, uh, Rogue One and other stuff. I think he was Le Chief in a Casino Royale as well. But yeah, no, you got that so that sort of functioning. But there's something just odd about right. In order to combat these things, we now need we now need comatose mothers who will never get their baby. 
Because yeah, the, 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 yeah. the way they manage to do it is that they stunt the growth of the fetus as well. So it's like... Ugh, awkward. Awkward. Kojima, you are a madman. Oh, yeah, the names. Madman, while I'm at it. So there's uh, there's renowned director, or the likeness of renowned director, Guillermo del Toro, in the okay. in, in the game. And he is dead man. He's a, a coroner who becomes Bridges' doctor. Um, the leader of Bridges is uh, a man by the name of Die Hardman. Don't know why. I mean, he's got a he's got like a skull for a face, but yeah, Die Hardman. Um, the resident doctor is called Hartman. Okay. And then the other thing on this is that some characters don't seem to have names. Um, oh. I mean, initially, I mean, Sam. He's he's mentioned that he's like Sam Summer Rover. And he says he's not called that name anymore. He's called Sam Porter Bridges. Now, the main sort of organisation, for lack of a better term, is called Bridges. And Sam's job is a porter. So all that really says, he is Sam the Porter for Bridges. Yeah, it's basically like old times. You've got your yeah. name based on your family. Well, on your job. So yeah. like blacksmiths were Smith and... Yeah, oh yeah, and sort of. I mean, I guess like the sort of Icelandic, sort of Nordic people that they their sort of um their the way that their surnames let's just say Ivar Henriksen actually is just just means that he's literally Ivar, son of Henrik, mm. and so Henrik in that point would maybe be called Henrik Stevenson, which means you know he's Henrik, son of Stephen, so. You know, that's that's that. Um, oh, there was something else I was just trying to think of. Maybe the okay. the names were. But basically, it's an odd game, but currently I'm enjoying it because it's just something different. It's like have a have you? Oh, you want to play it for? Want to play the first series? The first series of what? Fear series. Oh, fear. F e a r. Oh no! Want to touch them with a barge pole? Yeah, I, mean, that's I, know, gonna... I know that their sort of idea, like, go on, I know you're going to say it. Uh, yeah, like the uh, one of the cringeworthy points, the little girl that's chasing you around was basically, her backstory is awful. Like, goddamn awful. Yeah. I mean... uh, she's chasing you because you're her lot, basically she got, yeah, she got impregnated, a teenager got impregnated and kept under, like, scrutiny while she get over and over again. Yeah. Fears to create, it. to create like clone human things that she has a psychic link to. Yeah. That's why she's chasing you around. She's basically your mum, but she's also like twelve. It's like, okay, mm. nope. it's just like it's just one of those like really okay. Yeah. Some someone got their kicks from being a bit twisted. Hmm. But you know that's that's but, one of them. Yeah. I mm, I don't know what I can say. I'm just I'm just making like half sentences and not finishing anything off. But it, yeah, fear is a bit weird like that. But my God, give Hideo Kojima three years and infinite money, effectively, and he's a madman. <laughs> well, he's a madman anyway. Well, yeah, but he's a madman, and I love him. You know, um, it's just it's just that. odd odd games. Did you say he's retiring? Eh? Is he retiring? Did you say? Oh, I didn't Kojima. say. Or has he just switched people? Uh, right, hold on. 
Say that again. Ask the question again. Is he just switched companies, or is he retiring, or something? Or is he just no? He's he's, he's not retired. He, no, he's not retired. He got kicked out of Konami effectively. The mm. the official story from Konami is that he took an extended vacation and then left. <laughs> Everyone else's story is he got put on gardening leave for about nine months until his contract expired, and then they got rid of him because he uh, wanted to go. Uh, um. So, yeah. Because I know, like one of my favorite directors. Um, it's actually retired, retired the last year or two. Hiro Miyazaki. Oh, uh, Ghibli yeah, Ghibli. He's oh, actually tried... retired, retired. He tried to retire, didn't he? Didn't he come back? I don't know. But there is people that they still do all the films, but Hiro Miyazaki is like down. a wrestler. Just you know, right? You should retire and just live out your life with the money you got. I can't help it. I must create. <laughs> I don't know. He's meant to have retired and. Give it over to the other guys. Yeah, but that. Uh, yeah, but because not all the films are made by him. In Studio Ghibli, he just he's, no, he's, he's, he's the, the, like the figurehead, the the one most known. It's like how a Kojima Productions game isn't all done by Kojima, even though he did a lot. There's a BBC documentary on the mm. creation of Death Stranding, or sort of following Kojima and Death Stranding, and there's a lot of that that was done in house. You know, like how usually you would sort of, for marketing, for example, you would offload it to some marketing company who would mm. create a trailer and do everything like that. All the trailers were done in-house. Rather mm. than have a sort of a a company do PR deals to get little pop figures and stuff like that. No? Kojima Productions, they did the designs for the pop figures in-house using Funko's template. There's a shocking amount of stuff that was done in-house, and that's, I mean, that's like, that could be the sign of a control freak, or it could be, you know, the the sign of someone who, you know, just really wanted to... He just wanted creative expression. Yeah. Like his own... Because I... you've got... It's like when you... I don't know if you know about it and stuff. It's like when you have um Oh, people are oh, why don't you do this for a thing? It's just like, yeah, but you don't get that much creative freedom. If you, like... Oh, there's this poster for this company. It's like, yeah, but you've got to design it to their specifications mm. and what they want. You can't really do what you want. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's like, oh yeah, you can have all the creative freedom. It's like, no, you can't. You really can't. You've got constraints up the ass. Mm. Yeah. It's got, to, it's got to have these colors, this type. Da, 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 da. It's just like, why don't? You, at this point, you're just getting commissioned to draw it because they can't draw it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Just all commissioned works, but uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's Death Stranding, and that was Metal Gear Solid Five and a little bit of Resident Evil, and that's nearly brought us up to forty-five minutes. Well, it's effectively forty-five minutes. So you ever I think I've been gotta... playing this reignited? Oh uh, yeah, Spyro reignited. Yeah, I've got through two and a half Spyro of reignited so far. Fair dues. Fair dues, and I've, and I guess on that on that regard, I've also been playing Forza Horizon. I got through the little tutorial section. It's opened up the world map, and I feel really, really overwhelmed. But I want to do the Top Gear bit. I, I like Horizon. It's a good game series. The Forza, the Forza Horizon series, is good. Yeah, it, it is it's nice. Nice open world driving thing. Yeah, and the fact that this one's set in Britain, you know, I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm sort of happy with that. The last, one of the last ones I remember was Sydney, mm. or uh, Australia, I think. Yeah. 
4 was definitely set in Britain, particularly northern Britain from what it looks like, because you can just mm. drive a high-powered supercar through Edinburgh. <laughs> so, yeah, good luck with that in natural Edinburgh. Yeah, not not yeah, not a chance. It's nowhere near as populated. But um, I guess what we can do is a very, very quick, like, five-minute oddest. Okay. So, you were playing Metal Gear Solid 5, mm-hmm. and you were capturing a lot of soldiers, weren't you? Not one point. So, I mean, what was... You know, the way that these these soldiers seem to be is that they don't seem to have names, they have code names. And it always hmm. seems to be a character trait, and then an animal. Followed by an animal. So, do you actually remember any of these nope. ones Not that you had? Mad. So, should we, just, should we just make some up? But yeah, it's just, it's like having, like, something wolf. Something yeah. It, it kind of turns into, like, a Game of Thrones kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, got, I got a personal favourite that I would want to have, and that would be Ferocious Squirrel. <laughs> of course. You know, so have you got um, anything that you could think of that one? Um, what are names that are in the game? No, just make one up. Character trait plus animal. Mash them together. Make one up. The diabolical pig. <laughs> diabolical pig. Nice. <laughs> Obviously, if Steph was here, it would be Frank and something. God yeah. Frank or something daft. No, but Frank is not an animal. Well, I mean, Frank but- is an animal, but. Frank is not the name of an animal. But, uh... Well, what yeah, else Steph's have we got? obsession with Frank the Pig. It's just no. too much. Just too much. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Humongous Beetle. I, I like one of the ones from um, an old Disney film. Like, uh, you know, the, basically it was the film I watched over and over again. Like, like Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Lady Clock. Lady Clock. Oh, God. <laughs> Was the the ward or ward or whatever it is to the to Maid Marion? To to King Richard, was it? No, she King was John. the one that protect, She was the one that protected Maid Marion. Oh right, yeah. Uh, it's Maid Marion's handmaid or whatever the frick it was. Sure, it's been Lady a long time Cluck. since I watched bloody Robin Hood. Yeah, she's called Lady Cluck. It's like really, she's a chicken and she's it's like okay. It's like a. I was saying out of chickens, I just get chicken running my head then, for this little second. Mm. I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's actually, I've just realised it is a bit hard to on the spot just make up soldiers you could capture in Metal Gear Solid 5. But, uh. Drop, um, Wolfgang Wolfsbane. Wolfgang. <laughs> Bane Wolf. Bane it's wolf. trait followed by character, isn't it? Or trait followed by animal. Uh, <laughs> happy dog. Uh, <laughs> We've captured an enemy soldier. Alright, what is his name? Happy dog. Uh, happy dog. Is, he, is, is there something right with him? <laughs> no, it's, I mean, he's called Happy Dog. Well, I did actually collect some sheep and wolves earlier. I don't know what they're going to be named. Well, they're just a sheep and wolf, aren't they? Sheep and wolf. It's just but no, wolf. I was just... Uh, yeah, just hear um. You <laughs> bad person, bad person. <laughs> right. In that case, I think you know before before we get dreams of you know do do androids dream of full sheep. Um. um we should... Well, 
our Tachigamas thing, do Tachigamas have soul? Do Tachigamas have souls? <laughs> no, because they're machines, and that's that's my yeah, part of it. They have, they have, con- but they can think independently, and they uh, they su- they can actually sacrifice themselves if they want. Which is the whole thing of Ghost in the Shell in the first place. <laughs> so uh, yeah, with that existentialism sorted, we will wrap this up. So if you enjoyed what you heard, please do the like, sharey, subscribey thing. Click the bell. No, the bells are ringing. The bells, and uh, you know, if you, and the if end you, is nigh. the end is nigh. Um, but uh, the other thing that you should do is check out the channel. Check out all the other shows that are happening, all those let's plays that we do, potentially other stuff in the future. Remember that you can listen to this podcast and all the other podcasts, not just on YouTube but on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or just directly into your eardrums as a download. So uh, that's, that's, that's something you uh, can do. Added bonus, go see Lur at the moment. With Desert yeah. Bus. yeah, I mean, this 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 uh, this episode's coming out in the middle of Desert Bus for Hope, so I mean, when you, when you, if you've managed to listen to this really, really, you know, Z-list podcast, go go watch some 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 more entertaining people who are comedians and doing stuff for charity. So uh, yeah, you could you could watch them as well, and because uh, then we got Desert Bus coming out at some point. Hey, we've got a Desert Bus episode coming out. Uh, if I've got this right, it should be out now. I mean, I could put a link into the into the YouTube card. I could do Ooh. that. But uh, yeah, so until next time, thank you, D, for joining me. My pleasure, good sir. And until Esquire, <laughs> Esquire. and until good sir, Esquire. Week, Alright, until next week, have a good one, and for God's sake, please don't kill each other. Fultron, extract them instead. Goodbye!